Good morning, everyone. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen. Amen. It's so great to be here and celebrate Easter, the Resurrection Day, with you today. And I'm so glad we've got our kids in the room with us. Welcome, kids. For, uh, you're not normally in here with us. You're normally with Miss Eugenie and Powerhouse. So welcome to all the kids of Powerhouse. It's great to have our youth here as well. And, and if, uh, if you're a, a little kid and you keep hearing this word resurrection and you're like, what does that word mean? It means this. This is the day. Resurrection day is the day that we celebrate that Jesus was raised from the dead. Now, you may have already known that, but that is an important word, resurrection. So I'm going to use it a bunch, and I just want to make sure all, everybody here knows what that word means, resurrection. It's a big church word, but it's a really important one, right? And so we're going to take a look at that first Easter, and we're actually going to see uh, how Jesus' resurrection changed everything, how it changes all of eternity in the future, and how it changes today. And so I actually, instead of me reading the Bible, I, I don't know if you guys love this, one of my favorite uh, translations of the Bible is called the Jesus Storybook Bible, and it breaks down really hard to understand Bible concepts in ways that even I can understand. And so uh, I'm going to let the Jesus Storybook Bible read to us today about when, when Jesus' friends went to the tomb and they saw he wasn't there, he was alive. Let's check it out. Before we get to the, the happy part, let's think of the first part where the friends were going to the tomb to, to anoint Jesus' body, you know, to do the traditional uh, burial rituals that they would have done. And in their mind, all hope was lost. Death had won. I always think of this in the nerdiest terms. It, it, it was like if in the seventh Harry Potter book, Voldemort wins. End of story. Or in The Return of the Jedi, Darth Vader defeats Luke Skywalker. Or they just finished the Avengers series with Thanos winning an Infinity War and there's no endgame. I can go on and on. Nerds, are you with me? All right. Uh, hope. Hope was totally lost. Hope for today. Hope for tomorrow. If you were close to Jesus, it was clear the bad guys have won. Death has been victorious. There's no hope left. Even worse, it would have felt to them like God didn't keep his promises. You know, the, the, the story of the world is that humans have always rebelled against God. We do, we say, we think things that, that break God's heart. We lie, we cheat, we steal, we hurt each other. And all this rebellion is, is called sin in the Bible. Sin has been destroying the world for all of human history. And the Bible says over and over again that the result of sin is, is death. But God had been promising a rescuer, a savior, who was going to do something about it. The people of Israel, they would have had a special title for this rescuer, Messiah, which means anointed king or a king with a mission from God. Jesus came and he lived the life we were meant to live. He lived in total obedience to God like you and I were supposed to do. He, he showed us what God is like and he taught us what was important to him. And he claimed he was this rescuer. He was the Messiah. He was the king that God sent to accomplish his mission. And his mission was to take on our biggest enemies, sin and death. But when Jesus was killed, it looked like everything was lost. It looked like God either couldn't or didn't want to keep his promises. 
But here's what's amazing. The Bible tells us that Jesus, on purpose, went to the cross to take the punishment for sin that I deserve, that we all deserve. Even though he never sinned, he took responsibility for our sins. And by doing so, he defeated that great enemy, sin, that has had power over us for our whole lives. And when he rose again from the dead, he defeated death. Jesus became human and he faced death, but he won. And that means death is no longer the end of the story for humans. Up until that point, sin and death seemed to have the victory, but when Jesus was raised from the dead that first Easter, the whole world changed. How? What did it change for us? Well, it means that resurrection is hope. Resurrection means hope for you and for me. Jesus was raised from the dead, not just for himself, but for the whole world. He defeated sin and death so that we might have victory over sin and death ourselves. God gives us a glimpse of our resurrection hope in the second to last page of the Bible. And I want to read this to you. This is the hope we have for the future. Back then, Jesus changed everything, and this is what the future looks like because of it. And this is Revelation 21, verses 1 through 5. I saw heaven and earth new created. Gone the first heaven, gone the first earth, gone the sea. I saw a holy Jerusalem new created, descending resplendent out of heaven. That's a great word, resplendent, majestic, beautiful. As ready for God as a bride for her husband. I heard a voice thunder from the throne. Look, look, God has moved into the neighborhood, making his home with men and women. They're his people. He's their God. He'll wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death is gone for good. Tears gone, crying gone, pain gone, all the first order of things gone. The enthroned continued, look, I am making everything new. Write it down, each word dependable and accurate. This is one of my favorite passages in all the Bible because what Jesus has done for us, even though we still die a physical death, all who put their trust in Jesus will be raised to life. Our two great enemies, sin and death, will be gone forever. All of sin, all the things that cause us tears, that, that cause us to cry, that cause us pain, all of those things are gone. And death is gone. We live forever. And I love how this passage puts it, God has moved into the neighborhood. I don't know about you, but even in my closest times with the Lord, there's still some distance. I don't see him face to face. I don't experience his, his presence perfectly because sin is a barrier and I'm imperfect. But one day, that barrier will be gone. And we'll be present with the Lord. We'll see his face. We'll get to touch the scars and resurrected Jesus' hands. Our future hope is that one day we will be with God as he makes everything new. The one line that gets me every time I watch this or read it in the Jesus story of the Bible the future is this, everything sad is coming untrue. Everything sad is untrue. Every time someone has hurt me, every time I've hurt myself, every time I've hurt someone else, every time life was unfair and I didn't feel good enough, smart enough, beautiful enough, every time I didn't feel enough, all of that, everything sad will be healed, it will be untrue, he's making everything new. That's what the resurrection means. 
And this is personal, right? We feel this. We feel the, the grief of all of the sadness of this world. And it seems like every week there's more and more bad news. And it's hard to imagine a place where it's not bad news after bad news after bad news. Um, just before Christmas, I flew to Ohio um, to say goodbye to my grandmother. She um, had had uh, surgery that didn't go well, and uh, they weren't sure how many days she would have left. And so I got to talk to her on the phone, and I talked to my dad, and he said, yeah, if you want to say goodbye, you should come. And so I, I flew to Cleveland, um, and uh, when, when I landed um, in Cleveland, uh, I took it off airplane mode, and the text started to pour in. And uh, the first one was from my dad, and he said, your grandmother passed away. I practiced this so I wouldn't cry, but you guys know me. Uh, <laughs> your grandmother passed away while you were in the air. And uh, I couldn't hold it in. I started weeping right there in public. It shouldn't be a shock to anybody who knows me. And at first it was because, what if I'd gotten here a day earlier? You know, if, I, if I'd hopped on a flight a day earlier, I would have had a chance to say goodbye, to hold her hand, to, to pray with her. And then the Lord in his kindness spoke to me. And he said, it's okay. It's okay that you didn't get to say goodbye the way you wanted to. She's just fine. She's with me. She's not in pain anymore. She's not alone. She's not scared. And, and this was a thing that got me like ugly crying on the plane in public 30 rows back waiting for everybody to get off the plane so I could have a private moment, you know. The Lord spoke to me and he said, you're going to be with her again. And you won't have to say goodbye. And even better, I'll be there. I'll be with you. And so in that moment, on this plane packed with hundreds of people, I looked like a crazy person weeping tears of joy because God was comforting me. He was wiping away tears from my eyes to tell me everything sad is going to be untrue. One day, because I have put my faith in Jesus and his life and death and resurrection, I will be in his presence. Everything sad will be untrue. And every one of us can have... Thanks, Chris. I'm okay. Thank you. <laughs> I might need him later. Who knows where this is going? Uh, Every one of us can have this hope. The question for all of us is, can we believe it? Can I look at Jesus' life, the one I was supposed to live? Can I look at his death, the one I deserve because of my sin and my rebellion, all my bad thoughts and actions and words? Can I look at his resurrection from the dead and say, that was for me? I trust it. I put my faith in him. I want that hope for a day when everything sad is untrue and I'm in his presence forever. And I want that hope for every one of you as well. Don't let Easter pass by without being able to answer that question. Can I believe it? Can I trust that it's true? There's one more aspect of resurrection that I want to uh, finish with today. We've talked about what Jesus did on that first Easter. He changed the whole course of human history, right? Yeah? Yeah? You guys can talk back to me. It's okay. I think that was Nathan. Amen, Nathan. Amen. 
We talked about what Jesus did on that first Easter. We talked about what he's going to do when he wipes away every tear from our eyes. Sometimes we talk about the good news of Jesus like this. Jesus did something a long time ago so that a long time from now we can have his presence. But resurrection has something about what happens today in day-to-day life. It means this, resurrection is right here, right now. It is real. It's a reality that we can live into. I believe that resurrection is more than just about the past and the future. It's about today. And to help me make this point, I want to turn from that great prophet from the city of Chicago, Chance the Rapper. Check this out. I watched this performance earlier this week. This was on uh, national television on the, the Late Night with Stephen Colbert. And it was like a worship service broke out on national TV. And shocker, I was weeping as I watched it. <laughs> Chance talks about this story that the world tells what the world says is reality. Talks of kids being bullied, rejected, overlooked by the world. All the labels this world throws at us that may not have any basis in truth. The world is full of lies about how things really are. And we bear the weight of that stuff all of the time. My friend Clayton loves to remind people the truest thing about you is that God loves you. God sees you, he knows you, and he calls you his child. I mean, think of Mary when she went to the tomb. She thought Jesus was a gardener until she heard his voice call her by name, and that's all that it took for her to begin to experience Jesus' resurrected life. He calls us by name. Chance talks of Jesus overlooked by the world himself. Because of the, what the world looks at as impressive and as important. And yet the truest reality is that Jesus was exactly what the world needed and didn't know it should be looking for. I love the simplicity of this line. Do your thing, child. God approves of you. He loves you. Doing your thing doesn't, doesn't mean that you just do whatever you want. But it also means you don't have to look to the world for approval anymore. You can act and think and speak in a way that God approves of, no matter what anyone else thinks. When we live in that reality, we're free to live new life here and now. The book of Corinthians puts it this way. Now we look inside, and what we see is anyone united with the Messiah gets a fresh start, is created new. The old life is gone. A new life emerges. Look at it. All this comes from God who settled his relationship, settled the relationship between us and him and then calls us to settle our relationships with each other. Resurrection means new life right here, right now. What this means is that God gives you the power to truly change, to truly live a life that is meaningful, that is more free, that is fuller because it's in close relationship with Jesus. It happens inside of us happens inside of us. Resurrection looks like a person I know who battled addiction for 30 years, trying every single tool that the world had come up with to battle addiction and losing. But then finally surrendering to Jesus and saying, I can't change, I need you to change me. And that person is now four years sober next month. Resurrection looks like a, a, a Radical forgiveness, it looks like a a person choosing to forgive someone who has caused them the deepest grief 
that they can imagine, not because they want to, not because it's easy, but because they know that God is a God of forgiveness. And that's what he wants for us. He wants us to have the freedom of forgiveness. And it's impossible without his help. Resurrection looks like a white pastor and a black pastor sitting face to face at a table, sharing openly about their stories. Resurrection at this table, this isn't a, a fictional thing, this is a table I sat at. Resurrection at this table looked like a white pastor recognizing his blindness and his racism and a black pastor offering up patience and forgiveness to his brother. Resurrection looks like a softened heart willing to admit when I'm wrong, and it looks like healed relationships even when the past pain runs deep. I've experienced resurrection so powerfully in my own life. One of the worst days of my life was the day before I surrendered my life to Jesus. I was a punk, teenage criminal, angry, self-destructive. Everyone who was close, in close proximity to me was like they were in a path of a tornado. The damage spilled into their own lives. I was on a path that was leading nowhere, and I was overwhelmed with guilt. And I said, God, I cannot change. I'm trying, and I just don't have it in me. I cried out to him, if you can change me, I'll serve you for the rest of my life. And because of God's grace, I barely remember what it feels like to be that kid anymore. Resurrection means the worst day of your life is not the end of the story. Resurrection means the worst thing that you've ever done does not define you anymore. God can make things new right here and right now. God wants to bring resurrection in you. But I'm gonna go back to that verse in 1 Corinthians. He also wants to bring resurrection through you. God put the world square with himself through the Messiah, giving the world a fresh start by offering forgiveness of sins. God has given us the task of telling everyone what he is doing. We are Christ's representatives. God uses us to persuade men and women to drop their differences and to enter into God's work of making things right between them. God says we can partner with him in bringing resurrection reality here and now. We can be a part of healed relationships. It looks like things like disaster relief trip. When a hurricane comes, it's devastation, and it looks like the, the, the bad guy wins until Christians filled with the Spirit show up and start rebuilding houses, serving meals, sharing the love of Jesus in a tangible way. It looks like foster and adoptive care, kids who didn't get the start they should have had in life. Their life started off with bad news, and a family offers them good news and welcomes them in their home and says, you're my child, I love you. It looks like silently sitting with someone as they grieve, Bringing resurrection means speaking words of life, being kind to those who are alone or bullied. Resurrection looks like telling people that they too can have peace that comes from God, the hope of resurrection, telling them about Jesus. And the best part about it is that when we do this, when we make space for God to bring resurrection through us and the world around us, it's when we are most alive, I promise you. It's worth it. What we see in this fallen world looks like reality, but when Jesus rose from the dead, it's like he pulled back the curtain to show us what was truly real. He showed us where this all is heading. In his presence, there is no more pain, no more death, no more tears. 
He calls us to believe as if this future is certain and to give the world around us a glimpse of what that looks like by easing pain, by giving hope, by catching other people's tears on our shoulder as we comfort them. Resurrection hope is that Jesus changed everything when that tomb was empty. Resurrection hope is that one day all the sad things will be untrue, and resurrection hope is for today. It shapes our today. One of the creators of the Bible Project, I've recommended that we read that, uh, go to that website before. It's got great resources to help you understand the Bible more deeply, the Bible Project. One of the founders, Tim Mackey, talked about the power of hope in this one line that is just rattling around in my brain. What a person hopes for shapes what they live for. What a person hopes for shapes what they live for. And so as I close today, I want to leave us with some questions. What do you hope for? Do you hope for a future where all is made right in the presence of God forever? If so, I say don't wait. Let's start living for that future right here and right now. Let's wrap up our faith, our hope in Jesus so strongly that we start living resurrected lives today. I'm convinced it's the only way to true, abundant, and joyful life today and for all of eternity. So I'm going to invite the, the band and the choir back up on stage, and we're going to worship as we, we continue celebrating what Jesus has done for us through his resurrection. He changed the whole world. He's bringing it all together in the life to come, and he's changing us now. Would you pray with me? Jesus, we just come and we're floored. We're floored at this gift that you've given us, yourself. We talk about the good news around here a lot. Jesus, you are the good news. You. Your life, your death, your resurrection, the fact that you are sitting on the throne and reigning now is good news. We receive it fresh today and we give you thanks for it. Lord Jesus, if there's anyone here in person who is online who has never put their faith and trust in you and your resurrection hope. And I pray that you would speak to them in these moments right now. Soften their heart. Speak to them. Draw them to yourself. If that's you and you're in this place or you're watching online and you want that resurrection hope, the Bible says it's pretty clear. All we need to do is that believe that Jesus was raised from the dead and proclaim with our mouths that he is Lord. What that means is we believe that his life, his death, his resurrection was good enough that we might know God, that we might know eternal life. And when we proclaim him Lord, we say, God, whatever you want from my life, it's yours now. I'm following you now. I want the life you have to offer here and for all eternity. You can pray that anytime you want. Reach out to him, don't wait. For those of us who've heard this Easter message time and time and time again, and we trust it, we believe it, Lord, we, we want it to be fresh. We don't want to leave here and just say, that was a nice service. We want to leave here saying, we met with Jesus today, and he's giving us new life here and now. 
We want to walk out into this world carrying with us resurrection hope that the world needs. God, your word says that you want us to be your ambassadors. Let us be your ambassadors. Let us go out from here and represent you and your resurrection to everyone that comes along our path. Lord, we come here this morning and we give you all of the praise and all of the glory that you deserve, our resurrected King Jesus. We say thank you. And as we sing this song, we just, we speak your name, this beautiful name, this good news, Jesus. Jesus, our hope, our only hope. Amen.